Welcome to the Vineyard Church Cardiff podcast. Today, we are continuing our series, Advancing the Kingdom. And Paul will be speaking to another Paul at Manchester Vineyard, thinking about what it looks like to advance the kingdom and to proclaim the kingdom message. Enjoy. Hey, great to be with you today. Uh, If you've been with us um, over the last sort of six to nine months, you'll know that as a church, we've introduced sort of new language that uh, isn't anything new for kind of a value system, but just a new way of saying it. And that really for us as a church, we're learning to live like Jesus uh, and do what Jesus did. You know, when we read in the New Testament, we see Jesus uh, time and time again, releasing and inaugurating the kingdom when he's doing things like praying for the sick, uh, proclaiming the kingdom, showing radical hospitality. And so that we as his disciples, or another way to put it, as his apprentices, as we do those things, we're, we're doing what Jesus did and we're advancing the kingdom. And so we're in a preaching series right now called Advancing the Kingdom. We're in our third week today uh, and we're looking at just a, a couple of different ways that we can do what Jesus did and that we can uh, join him in advancing the kingdom here today in Cardiff, in South Wales or wherever you are watching from. Uh, and so what we're going to do um, today is we're going to look at sharing our faith. We're going to look at proclaiming the kingdom message. In Luke 4, there's this beautiful moment where uh, we see Jesus. He's performed many miracles that day. He's healed many people. uh, And at the end of the day, he just retreats to a quiet place. I imagine he's pretty tired at that point. But the people, they don't uh, let him rest. They chase after him. They follow him down. They're like, please tell us more. You know, do more. Stay with us. You can't go anywhere else. And then he says this amazing thing to them. He says, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for this, I was sent for this purpose. You know, Jesus is saying to them, like, it's been great being with you, but I have a purpose to share the good news of the kingdom of God, and I've got to go and do it elsewhere. And then a few chapters later in Luke 9, we find Jesus, uh, he's getting his disciples together, and he's sending them out and giving them authority with the express instruction to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And so uh, today, as we look at this topic of sharing our faith, sharing the good news of the kingdom of God, I know that for some of you, as I've mentioned that, you'll be like, yes, you know, there's nothing that gets you revved up more, nothing that you live and and breathe for than sharing the good news of Jesus. It's just who you are. You love it. But I know also for for many of us kind of watching or listening, it's maybe something that uh, doesn't fill us with quite so much joy. Maybe it fills us with a little bit of dread. Maybe it's something we feel a bit guilty over not doing, or we just feel daunted at the prospects of it. Maybe we just don't know how to do it. Well, my hope today is that wherever we are um, on that spectrum, that we would be inspired and we would be equipped. Uh, and rather than hear me for the next 20 odd minutes or so, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to interview a wonderful man called Paul Lay. Uh, Paul and Steph lead Manchester Vineyards and they, uh, they just embody this kind of stuff. They've got story after story after story of regular people in their church doing what Jesus did, learning to share their faith and seeing God do amazing things. Uh, And so we're going to watch that interview now and then I'm going to come back and just wrap up at the end. So Paul, great to have you here. Thanks for for being on Zoom with us today. I just I've known you for a number of years now, haven't I? Probably too many to count and I've, I've had the privilege of working under you, being led by you in different environments and uh well when we were thinking about who we could invite in to get them to speak in you were the first person that I asked 
uh, that said yes actually you were probably about fifth on the list but <laughs> but, but, but you're here yeah you said yes you could do it so um no but really you and Steph uh you guys are amazing you both love Jesus you both embody this uh you know this this idea of doing this stuff advancing the kingdom in all areas of life and uh you know obviously Steph is unfortunately able to be with us today but um we've got you and you'll do so <laughs> but thanks for being with us um, so since well since I think this is how it happened that you got kicked out of Trent Vineyard is that right and then you yeah, went to Manchester that's right. yeah. yeah yeah but but you've planted Manchester vineyards how many years ago now we've been here four and a half years nearly four five and years, half years. Yeah. I mean I mean you've seen some crazy stuff haven't you we have yeah uh, let, well let me say as well Paul great to be here love what you're about love how you're living your life and so grateful for Cardiff Vineyard James and Jen have taught us so much and part of our story would just actually be seeing their story because sometimes you find your story by seeing someone else's story and yours unfolds out of it so 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 grateful for you guys you individually for them and you as a church so thank you oh, but yeah man. I think you know you do you do these things it's funny you kind of want it all nailed down because it makes it easier but ultimately it's the place of risk and in that space that you see the kingdom extend so we're constantly trying to be comfortable with the uncomfortable because it's when you're uncomfortable that actually you see it happen so that's I mean we've seen some remarkable stuff and God do some phenomenal stuff but also some of it is just I don't even have language or words for it this is just God <laughs> Let me, I'll give you one story a couple of weeks ago I um I had a really vivid dream and I've started having quite vivid dreams and I dreamt about this dear lady in our church who um she's had sciatica for quite a while which I'm not medically minded at all but I think it's like a pain in your lower back that runs down your legs and brings weakness and uh well, it's quite painful, basically. Anyway, a few of us gathered in the church in my dream to pray for her. And we we did the standard stuff, like we just commanded that the healing power of the Lord would come on her, that she'd be healed in the name of Jesus, set completely free and healed. And in my dream, she was healed. So the next morning, she's actually someone who's going to start heading up some healing stuff for us. So I just texted her and said, hey, by the way, I've had a dream and you were healed in my dream and this is what happened. She read the text and she was healed completely and she's Come had on. it long term as well so you know when you're like I, the lord is doing some stuff and it is amazing that he uses us as his hands and feet and he does the multiplication for us but some of it is just like i i don't actually have language for that it's just the lord and hey. probably that's where we always want it to be if a lot is with it that's amazing well it's, it's one of those moments where it's just a bit of a head scratcher and it's like yeah explain like, that how but yeah Mate, that's phenomenal. Love that. What what a faith building story to kick us off with. And, then, and you guys have been doing some other amazing stuff, haven't you? Your four two two. Do you want to just share a little bit about that? Yeah. So again, just in the in the place of faith, really, we went on a bit of a journey with this. Um, we we meet in one of the poorest areas, not just in the city, but in the country, particularly around child poverty. The Lord gave us a bit of a dream around doing something significantly to reach into child poverty. There's a derelict building. Uh, that used to be opposite where we used to be on a su- on a Sunday where we used to meet, and um, we just stirred, and the Lord spoke so clearly about it that we said, "Well, let's try and take it on and do something." Um, and the Lord gave us a remarkable amount of money through the generosity of the church, which allowed the council to take us seriously. Stepped out on a venture that if we'd have known all of the detail, we probably wouldn't because it's quite a large faith step. <laughs> but we're hoping actually this month to be able to open that 
in in its earliest form of a little cafe and community area where we're, we're trying to reach into some of the root causes of child poverty and do something about it. But it's become quite a talking point in the city because it's a very prominent building that nobody naturally would try and do anything about. But through the restoration of a building, we're trying to bring restoration to a, to a community, basically. Oh, man. It's, it is that exciting. That is it's, really... it's kept me awake at night, but it's exciting. <laughs> well, that's often the way, though, isn't it? That when yeah. you carry the burden and the joy at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, and I think that's, that's why, you know, I was so, um, so glad when you, when you were able to do this, because do this interview because for me you guys embody this across all of your life and your church does across you know so it's not just that you know how to talk to a random person about Jesus but it's also that your life lives it and that your heart breaks for the poor and the compassion of the Lord is on you but then also the demonstration the signs and wonders I mean I don't think I've ever had anyone healed by me sending them a text I think I only ever annoyed by me sending them a text (laughs) I've got a lot to learn mate a lot to learn but say we were chatting just before we started recording you kind of know the premise of our series about advancing the kingdom in lots of different ways but but that I guess this um you know this preach this session this interview is, is a bit more about proclaiming the kingdom and how we share our faith with Jesus how we share the good news of Jesus and the good news of the kingdom with people and that's something uh you know I was saying I've I've seen Many times on on Facebook, you just popping up a, another little um, status saying, "Oh, you know, had to build around." Told them that Jesus prayed for him. Yeah. yeah, could you like? Do you have some some cool stories about sharing your faith with people, either your own or, or from your? Yeah, church? yeah. I, I think we're just trying to develop a culture where we do it all the time, to be honest, and it becomes a very natural part of who we are. So some of the people we've got to know best in the city are actually just people that we engage or bump into every day through the natural walk of life. Like the the postman has become an incredibly good friend of mine. We text every day, like we go and watch the football together and stuff like that because he comes to our door every day and I get the opportunity to to say hello and it goes a bit further but that started where some of the kids work in vineyard kids they gave all of the children five pounds and said go and spend this on somebody in the city and our daughter bought the postman a gift and we chased him down the road with this box of chocolate (laughs) or whatever it was and that was I don't know four years ago now and from that day the conversation just starts more and more who are you what are you about where you get to tell a bit of your story and listen to their story and into that you just find natural ways to weave in God's story and so now we very openly he hasn't given his life to Jesus but we chat very openly about Jesus and I get the opportunity to pray with him and and things like that all from that moment of my daughter saying I want to buy the postman something Um, and I, I think that's really how we've lived well I hope we've always lived like that but since we've ever been here like we you know, our neighbours, you know when their birthdays are, you know key moments in their lives. There's a, there's a lady over the road, uh, she must be in her mid-80s, where we, we just see her every day, you know, throughout lockdown as she's walking her dog and we say hello and it, that builds into a bit more. And then we found she needed some stuff that she wasn't able to carry, so we bought it for her. And then last night she actually came around with chocolates for the kids because she's so grateful. You just build those moments where you're able to invest in somebody's life on a very practical normal level but it opens the moment and the conversation to something slightly more and uh, we had one with a, a old lady around the corner she sadly lost her husband um during 
the pandemic and um we because we built a relationship with her we were going out buying and getting her medicine and stuff like that when she couldn't go out sent her flowers and were there with her when when her husband died but last week we were me and my daughter were doing the couch to 5k and we were just running past her house and she'd left her keys in the door at night so like half nine at night we knock on the door and i'm like you've left your keys in the door literally she's in tears and then you get the moment to speak in slightly more than you normally would of who you are what you're about and a bit of the story of the kingdom so i think we've always just sought to very normally and naturally find ways into relating to people that when you often it's when they have crisis or a moment of crisis you just get the the door slightly further open to share to speak to to go a bit further with 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 a truth that you know you just cast the seed and see what the lord does with it really so what would you or what would your tips be or your advice be because i mean I, that that feels so helpful and so uh i guess doable when when i hear you say that but i, I know for myself and i know for for many people sometimes it's quite easy to bottle it when that opportunity then presents itself you know so you're, you've built a bit of relationship yeah. and someone shared something that's like oh i could share about jesus here but i'm nervous maybe it's i don't know what to say or yeah. i don't know the right, right way to bring it in what what would your advice be for people doing that and, and and kind of taking that step and actually sharing Jesus in those moments. That's the, that's the fun moment because I would say every time it's heart in your mouth, <laughs> you know, like, but, but it's, it's that place of faith where the kingdom extends. So you look at it so many times with Jesus, with the disciples, it's as they give out the bread and the fish, he does it in their hands, but they still have to do it. It's as they hand out the, the jars of like ceremonial water that he turns it into the finest wine. They still have to do something. So I think it's that moment where you're like, oh my goodness me, is Jesus going to do something? Because if he's not, I'm going to look very daft. But if all it is is looking daft, then we just, I think I just need to get over myself. <laughs> so I'm like constantly create the moment. So I'll turn up for my click and collect for the shopping and you know, I'd, I'd turn up with like a load of hot chocolates for them, like, you know, Costa or whatever it is, create the moment. Then when you get the moment, seize it. And, but that's where your faith is. And I think that's where you've got to, you've got to step out and actually take the risk. But that's where the kingdom extends because it's not our words. It's not our greatness. It's him. So there's nothing, we often talk about naturally supernatural. There's actually nothing natural about the supernatural. <laughs> so I will do the natural bit as much as I can. And then I'm just going to rely on him to do the supernatural. If this was healing, I think we'd be way more relaxed about it. I can't heal anybody. I need him to do it, but I'm just going to pray for it because he told me to pray for it. And I'm going to believe for it because faith is a lightning conductor. So it's exactly the same with wanting to see people come to see Jesus. I'm like, I can't cause salvation to happen, but I can be faithful in creating a moment and showing my faith and then seeing what the Lord wants to do with it. So sometimes, yeah, you know, you might feel a bit of a worry and it doesn't quite work out the way you want and you get caught up in your words. Actually, often they've been the moments where the Lord's really done something um, <laughs> quite profound. So I don't, I don't know if that helps. I, I think the way I've often thought about this, I don't know if you've ever read, or you will have read it, and most people will be familiar with it, but Matthew 28 with the Great Commission, Jesus sends them out with power and authority, you know, and we're so familiar with the passage, but what's really interesting is just the few verses before it, where the, he he tells them to go to the mountaintop. They 
they think he was crucified. They don't fully know the raised from the dead part yet. They see the risen Jesus and their response is to worship him. Then it says, but some of them doubted. He drew near. Then he commissions them with a great commission. So their response to the risen Jesus is to worship him. Some of them doubted. I think there's always times where some of us will have fears, insecurities, doubts. Is How's this going to work out? That's okay, but the Lord draws near to you in that moment from a place of worship. I don't know if that makes sense, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I've I've always kind of, if, if you're just sent out with power and authority, that's a bit daunting. If you're sent out as a response to revelation of the risen Jesus, if we're going out from a place of intimacy, from knowing him, loving him, and just in our humanness, longing for him to be lifted up and more known to the people around us, that's, that's a different, it's a different conversation, I think. Because all I'm really trying to do is just reflect him because I've seen him. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, so much so. And I think that makes it, uh, it, it makes it make a bit more sense, doesn't it? Because like you said, it's this overflow. It's this reaction. Yeah. It's response. You go, well, I've encountered the outrageous love of Jesus. Almost like, I can't help but want yeah. you to encounter this too. And and that, like you said, it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel scary in that moment or that there's sometimes that, like you said, heart and mouth, or how's it going to come across? But actually, as we start to, as we start to do it, we start to realise, well, why would we not? Why would yeah, we not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's remembering it's courage, not success. You know, like it's actually step out in faith, sow the seed, see what the Lord wants to do. Like the, the result, the reaping, that's, that's, that's really on him rather than us. So I think our focus and our priority has always been create the intentional access point for the kingdom to break in, create the environment. So a, a few encouragements, I guess, for you is I, I normally try and find people that are paid to talk to me because <laughs> it's going to be easier to try. So go and get your hair cut. They're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> you, you've got a moment and a window of opportunity. Like go and get a, a taxi somewhere because you know how long you've got, you're yeah. paying them to drive you. The, the conversation's on a plate. You've just got to work out then how you're going to stir it. In. In. Yeah. There's a great, I, if you've got time, there's a really good book by um, Cole Madeiris um, called 42 Seconds. And I, I won't spoil the whole thing, but basically he says the average, he worked it out for his life. His average conversation with a people he, person he doesn't know is for 42 seconds. So how in that space of time are you going to hear their story and share your story in a way that's going to open the door for you to reveal the kingdom? And it's not that long. So you you, you kind of refine your mechanism. We, we often share our story of our heart of compassion for this city, some of what we're doing around the building. And I was, I was listening to Steph the other day. The first person we had back in the house was someone to cut her hair. And she's showing them the video of what we're doing with our compassion center to allow her to share the gospel. And the first people we had back in gardens, once we were allowed to do that, were our neighbors. Because everyone else knows Jesus, but actually our neighbors don't know Jesus. And it's just prioritizing access points to the kingdom, really. And so have you guys intentionally ever sat down or kind of like thought through, how am I going to do that? Because it sounds like, you know, the Karl Madeira's his book, it's kind yeah. of along that line and like you're saying almost like you refine and you get better at, like, at sharing your story so is that something 
that you've done or is it or is it something you know that other people have done where they're going actually i'm just going to take a bit of time to think how would i share the gospel or how would i share my story in this in 20 yeah seconds? yeah yeah i i think we do it we do it regularly and we do it quite regularly as a church as well just try and get it down to the, the shortest version you can in a way that's going to make sense to the most people that's that's going to stir them to want to know more because i look at a great example would be um jesus with the woman at the well he asked her a question and he asked her to help him. So often we think we've got to bring something to someone else, but all he really did was say, can I have a drink? So I'm like, I, I sometimes I'm just trying to find ways to invite people into our story. Like, oh, I don't have an angle grinder. I don't have a hedge trimmer. Like, could, can I borrow one? Because you create the entry point that then you can share your faith. Because most people, I don't know, maybe you find it differently, but I would find you can't just say to the average person, hey, come to Alpha. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Alpha, come to what? Sorry. I need to create 10 access points. I need to create 10 points prior to something like Alpha where I've been able to relate to you in a very normal way, but then you're going to capture something of who I am and what I'm about. Not me, but Jesus through me. So you're like, can I borrow your hedge trimmer can i borrow your angle grinder is often just the like i want do you want to be part of the story like can i be part of a conversation with you that maybe on the fifth point the sixth point is going to give me the chance to share something a little bit more so this lady left her keys in the door she said to me are you guys like the the kindest most generous people in the city and it's like well well, no, <laughs> but but hold on. You've just given me a window of opportunity now to take a risk and say something more about who we are. And I've interacted with you maybe 20 times over the last year. And that's the first real opportunity I've got to seize it. Now, in my 42 second interaction, I, I need to sow another seed that's going to allow us another conversation. And sometimes that's just asking a question that then allows them to ask more questions. What I love about... Um what you're sharing there and and say that moment with with that lady in the keys there as well is that i think sometimes i've heard this over the last 10 years when people are oh you know i'm just i'm a relational evangelist you know and really okay. what they what they what they're meaning is i don't actually tell people about jesus i'm just going to be someone's friend and kind yeah. of through my life i'll show them jesus and and in that is is a really good thing up to a point but what i've often seen in people is it it's actually kind of a cover for, but I don't really want to tell them about Jesus. I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to take that step. So I'll just be their friend and I'll take the, that kind of all the good stuff of what you're saying there, Paul, of like, we'll create those moments. We'll be in, be intentional with people. We'll invite them into our lives, which is really good. But what I love about what you guys are doing is you're mixing that then with the decision to go, but I, I still want to tell you about Jesus. So my heart of compassion for you is we'll just do life together and you know i'm sure you know talking about the placement earlier obviously he sounds like he's a good friend now you're not going to go to the football great friend yeah we love the same team as well (laughs) and so so suddenly like you've built a friendship with someone but what i love about what you guys are doing is you're going okay i'm going to do that and invite them into my life you know let them see they can trust me let them see jesus in me and then when the opportunity comes i'm going to tell them about the hope and the life that I've found in Jesus. And I think that's often what is, is easy for us to miss. You know, my life, I, I find that easy to miss. I think, you know, people I've chatted to can kind of resonate with that for them as well. And so I think it's just so helpful to hear that. 
what what would be I guess like you know hearing you talk about um, you know garden visits the hairdresser coming back in what do you see as the opportunity that we've got coming out of this pandemic you know it's shaken society yeah. life looks different but we as a church like we've still got this hope to share what's the opportunity like now for us I think the opportunity is unbelievable at the minute, if I'm honest, because I think people often uh, respond to crisis moments. That's the moment you can get in. So like you were saying, often we build these long-standing relationships hoping that somehow they'll know. Well, who's, who, how are they going to know unless we tell them? <laughs> yeah. you know? So I've, I've found personally the longer I have a relationship with somebody and haven't mentioned Jesus, actually the harder it is because it just becomes a normal rhythm. And then when you do tell them, they're like, well, where did where did that come from? So it's finding those moments just to keep name dropping Jesus somehow. Just keep finding a way to to get it into the conversation, really quite intentionally. But but out of revelation, I, I can't not tell people. Like I, my life is different. I am not who I was. I've seen him, so I've got to tell people. But the opportunity is, I think people are hungry. They just don't always know what they're hungry for. Like people are so lost and confused and broken and hurting in so many ways socially financially but so we we're inviting people into the story of what the lord is doing and can do particularly around partnerships and compassion you know it's like gosh with the churches do, you're doing what well, of course we are it's just the natural overflow of who we are even with some of the kids stuff we're doing it's like bringing them back together but in a way that they were never like that before you know, it's like you've got an opportunity to do community and relationship in a remarkable way. Come and be part of this story. I think is it in um it's somewhere in Hebrews, I think it is, Hebrews five or six, it talks about the that Jesus is the hope and and it's a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what what is our opportunity at the moment? It's that Jesus is is the strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. And people, whether they know it or not. That's what they need, something that isn't going anywhere and that we can we can build hope on and trust on. Um, and really, it's only found in Jesus. So it's it's almost why would we not want to share that? Let's now find the opportunities and the creativity to, to get out there and do it. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Oh, mate, that's really helpful. In closing, because we're, we're, we're kind of coming close to time now, do you have, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, like, do, do you have an encouragement for us as a community that you'd want to share? Maybe it's in line with some of the stuff you've said or a prophetic encouragement you would just want to give. Just want to give, yeah, give you a moment to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I, this, this sounds strange, but I, what I don't want to say is I'm, a, oh, I'm so normal. I like, because it's like, if you have to say you're normal, are you normal? But I, <laughs> I'm just a normal guy. Like I used to be in the fire service, the Lord called me out. I just said yes to him at each stage. Like all I've really ever done is just say yes, okay. Like, is that what you're saying? Okay, yeah, I'm in. And I think we just say yes to Jesus. And so I, I've never seen myself, and I never would, as like an evangelist, you know. I, I can't not share Jesus because my eyes have seen him. I'm, I'm not who I was and who, I'm still not who I'm going to be, but I'm on a journey of being changed by him. And as a result, I want to tell anyone and everyone, but in a way that makes sense to them. So, you know, you become all things to all people. I'm just trying to find a natural relationship with people where I can share the hope and the joy, the anchor for my soul that I have. And I, I would say if 
that's that's a general encouragement. I just say, like, let's just go and do it. Wherever you are, find a way and an opportunity to create doors that will open to share Jesus. Um, what what I say over you guys as a church, I, I always think there's a ripple effect. You know, when you've got good leaders and you've got people who get it, there is a ripple of where that goes. And you may not realise as a as a church, but I think the the leadership and the, the weight you carry over multiplication and like kingdom living extends way further than you would ever know. The amount of conversations I've had with people about um, n- a number of your leaders or James and Jen, things they've said many years ago that have had a significant impact. I guess I would say to you guys, go again, go, go over faith sharing, go over kingdom impact. You know, let it ripple out, not just not just for what he'll do among you or even among Cardiff, but across the nations. Let it let the let the Welsh revival come again. Let there just to be a deposit of him in your spirits where you're saying, Yes, I'm in anything anyway. You like humble yourselves before him, pray and fast and petition and long that there would be a break in and a breakout of the kingdom that would that would do something significant across this land because we we need a move of god but it's going to start with us amen oh it is amen let it come let it come oh well paul we're going to have to wrap it up there i could chat to you for so much longer really appreciate Oh, pleasure. Your wisdom, just sharing your stories. And we are so encouraged by you and Steph and what's going on in Manchester. Oh, bless you. You're welcome. The fact that you guys are having. So thank you for spending some time with us today. Um, bless you guys. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, but I know that I left that um, interview with Paul just feeling really, really inspired. And well, well, actually also feeling like I need to up my WhatsApp game. But I, I hope that you, as you, uh, as we're watching, as listening, that it stirred something in your soul and that also has given you maybe something that you can go and put into practice this week. You know, last week we had that great talk from Jordan Seng uh, about building this culture of trying. And that really is our, is our hope and our encouragement and our prayer for us as a church over this series that we would just try, like, let's just give this stuff a go. Let's see, you know, look in the New Testament, see what Jesus did and go, well, hey, I'm just gonna go try that in my own life here today. And, you know, there's that question that Alice asked uh, in the first week as well. You know, what's the next step for you? Sometimes we can uh, almost kind of take ourselves out of the game because we get so daunted by being like, well, I'm here and then I've got to go sort of 100 miles an hour uh, straight away. And it's like, well, no, maybe you just need to take the next step. And so what is it for you? Maybe you've been percolating on that over the last couple of weeks, been thinking about what that small next step for you looks like. Well, my encouragement is let's... Let's try it this week over the next few days. Give it a go. If you know what it is, let's try it. If, if maybe you've not thought about it, well, let's think about it again. What does it look like for you to begin to try this kingdom stuff? Uh, and then let's give it a go. And, you know, Alice mentioned in the notices today, we've got the different ways that you can be involved over the coming weeks. You know, one is sharing your stories on that stories wall on our website. You know, over the next few days, if you try stuff, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to celebrate both the successes and the failures so that we can really build some momentum and build a culture of doing the kingdom stuff. So whether it's the stories wall, whether it's our social media try Tuesdays, uh, or whether it's signing up for those kingdom challenges, those prompts each day that you'll be text, we would love for you to get really involved over the coming weeks as we try this stuff, as we learn to live like Jesus, as we do what he did, and as we see his kingdom come in Cardiff.